How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't interrupt your vacation too. No, no. It's vacation from the, the real estate company and the gym, but from the consulting stuff, it's, uh, it's, I've been working pretty much as normal. So, um, just doing it with the ocean side scenery. So, um, awesome. yeah, man. But uh, so, you know, give me, I've, I've read through all your stuff. I've been spending a ton of time on your website, your social media. Uh, give me just the elevator pitch. Kind of, I know your backstory and how you got there. I know you had the Global Gym Experience. I love the fucking strategic advisory board stuff you were, t you were talking about in there. Phenomenal. Cool. How old are you? Uh, 33. 33, cool. So we're right there, same age. All right. And let me ask you, how old are your kids? Uh, yeah, I've got a three-year-old and then a, a little girl that just turned one. Okay, very so, cool. Yeah, just busy time in life, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I've got my first four-month-old, and it's uh, fuck me, man. What it is, is, it, else <laughs> it is, dude. It is. Well, give me kind of the current state of the union. How are things going? What kind of led you wanting to contact me? That kind of thing. I, you know, I think for all intents and purposes, things are going well. I, I'm not in a a state of panic or. Uh, um, you know, we're not struggling by any means. Um, but at the beginning, you know, the first, I guess this spring, we will have been open for um, three years. Um, and the first year and a half to two years was really like me, you know, the story that you probably hear a lot, me building what I wanted to build. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because I thought I could do it better. Right. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to build something excellent based on my thing. And, and I got got into a point where I'm like, well, OK, I've, this is working, something I think we're proud of now something I think a lot of people in our gym and certainly community are proud of. But now I'm really in a place, because um, I do, I come, I came out of the, the medical industry before this and in business development. So I'm now in a place of really in business development mode where I want to learn as much as I can from what I consider to be the experts in the field. Sure. So the last six months I've spent a lot of time like just really digging into, you know, all the top names, the Chris Coopers, the Bergerons, the, yeah. and, and, yeah. and your stuff of all of them that I started loving, um, Spoke to me in, a, in an interesting way. I mean, I love the brashness and, and the way you approach people, but um, frankly, what you have built in Charlotte at Urban Movement, out of all the other models I've watched and learned from, would be the closest thing that if I could say, what is my dream, the five-year dream of this, would be, that's what it is. I don't, I'm not trying to do what NorCal did with locations yeah. over here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be Bergeron with coaching the elite athletes and being the best programmer in the world. And that's not what, what I'm, I have any interest in doing. I just want, want my, my focus is very narrow and very small. This, I want to make one place excellent, but it, within that narrow focus, it's also big. I want it to be a place where lots of people's lives intersect, not just a basic CrossFit gym. Yeah. So yeah. you, you really spoke to me in that way. And then, and then with all the, um, all the, uh, the stuff that you put out as I started watching it and going back through the history of it, I think we sort of think alike because I noticed that a lot of the things that you have been pitching to people are things that I had before I'd even heard of you or, or met you that I had been doing. I, I focus on the aesthetics, a focus on ma making um, um, things look nice and being professional. And, you know, I laughed so hard about your video with the dog taking a shit because it was <laughs> I was like, you know, this is exactly what I came from, exactly why I want to start a gym because yeah. I – all the other gyms around me, they got these dogs tied up the kettlebells, and I think it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. Like, it just blows my mind. So, you know, I noticed that we sort of think alike, and, um, and, and I'm probably already there. So, I, you know, I was excited to talk to you and see, cool. you know, if I died tomorrow and this gym was yours, what would you do? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's honestly how I do these calls. I literally, when I do these, I, I don't come 
to the table with um, any templates and, and like again this kind of systems that I can hand you over and I can call you a what the fuck gym talk gym and you just run it and it works like I don't believe that shit you're the one of three calls I'll have today and I you guys might all common denominator wise might have similar shit going on but the strategies are going to probably be uniquely different for everybody and that that's always been my belief and going back to your first one you know, that initial dream you had, like when we first get into it and owning a gym, because again, I was there, you were there. We had this dream of what we thought the gym was going to be like. And it's not that the 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 dream in and of itself was wrong. Right. We just had the wrong dream. And I think as we grow on with the sport and, it, you know, or, the sport, the sport of business, um, and our, we really see kind of bigger and bigger and bigger lens. Right now, you don't want to be multi-facility. You want to be just do one really, really well. From a couple of the things I read through your intake form and stuff like that, I mean, like, you know, I, I like in my head, I instantly like, I can see this guy in 10 years. Synergy becomes an incubator program for local entrepreneurs. This one to two times a year, you're getting together with high end people. Yeah. What if that meeting place was your place and it happened eventually once every quarter and you just had this fucking phenomenal network of entrepreneurs and and, and again, fucking just drop the, the you know, the, the last, the, the tagline you have and it's just fucking synergy and it's just local entrepreneurs that come together and in five years, you fucking have people that fly and come in from all over the place because you created this incubator program in the fucking South, you know, the Mid-Atlantic and it just, yeah. again, like I started thinking that like when you, when you start talking like this dude gets it, like I don't know whether that's actually on your radar or the blip but just from reading that, I was like, that for me, would be where I would maybe see his big, his macro lens kind of going. But before you get there, you got to be able to, you know, the, one of the reasons people, I'm palatable to people, maybe if it's not my delivery, it's the fact that I was this shithole little boot camp, turned into the shithole little gym, turned into a bigger gym that, you know, again, still need refinement and, you know, bought the building, turned the branding, did the thing, do this. And it, it you can see the process. I think for you, you've you've come a long way and you know and realistically two years like you realistically you've been in this scene 38 seconds like you literally just showed up to the party um but i think you're on the right track and that mindset is everything that mindset that the business the gym the selling of fitness isn't the end game that's not really what you're in it for there will be a different avenue maybe it's business consulting maybe it's going to be again entrepreneur networking maybe it's event hosting i saw you you know you 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 have some experience with uh event planning and bringing in crossfit a list celebrity kind of people down to do seminars and shit you know like again there's plenty of places this could go but you got to take care of home base first no one's going to listen to anybody who's got a, a business that it's doing two grand a month in profit. So I mean, realistically. So, um, so my goal when I look at this business, if it were mine, would be how do I increase the ACV? Now that doesn't necessarily mean raising your base membership rate, which I I think is a possibility as the years go on. Like I'll do probably a five dollar per membership price raise annually to about every twenty four months, depending on what's going on with the business. You know, we're at one ninety now for unlimited. Probably by this time next year, I'll probably be at around 200. And I'm just going to slowly raise prices because as I add more shit to the gym as I do this, I'm going to slowly do it. It's going to bleed my gym. And this sucks. And this takes away from the, this. is I know your branding's around community. You have to bleed your community at times. You do. You have got to get the top 20% of the people in that area as customers. You'll get a lot of the middle of the bell curve, and you don't want anyone on the bottom 20%. But realistically, the middle bell curve, okay, that 80% or the 60% is going to be what's going to churn. But your top percenters, like the people who've had PT at your gym forever, that like you could do a $30 price raise and they'd be like, whatever, like, you know, there's a dollar a day, a month, whatever. Um, those are the ones we need for the business to be super sustainable long term. Glassman, if you, you know, 
I grew up on Glassman in like 2005. That was my business coach like when I first started off. He scholarshiped like 40% of his gym in Santa Cruz, but he was only able to do that because he had like six billionaire fucking personal training clients. He made so much money in personal training, he was able to offset costs there. I want to talk about developing up your PT revenue to at least 20, 25%. Yep. Like I want to develop your PT revenue to where literally your personal training revenue will slowly start to match. It'll never be what your subscription-based membership does, but it's a decent 25% is a great chunk of income coming in on one-on-one coaching and it increases retention 10x. It sure. re- increases your retaining um, retain members and it increases pay to the coaches. Personal training always acts as a payroll increase. It's a 30% vague for the gym. 45% I like to see go to the coach. I, I'm very, I like Coop's model with four nines. I've made some content on that. Uh, I just do 45% to keep numbers even. Um, but I really like that because it, it allows me to keep paying trainers more and more and more and more money. It doesn't cost me a thing. I actually make a little money on it. So, And the next program on my list to launch, and I've already told our coaches this, and I actually take, took a play out of your book there because I don't think hour-long personal training sessions are, are use, useful in our space. Yeah is this 30 minute skill session thing. I said, what is useful is there, people don't need to be doing bent over dumbbell rows and bicep curls and all this accessory work. They don't care. That's why they came to CrossFit and left left LA Fitness, you know? Yes. They they don't want to pay a personal trainer to put them through that. Again, that's why they pay a higher price here and come here. But what they do want is there's those, as you know, five or six skills that you you always name, you're going to rope climbs or double on or snatch or whatever that they do that they're probably never going to get in a group setting if someone doesn't pull them off one-on-one. Correct. So that's going to be our next thing is that we are going to push, and I love your 40 bucks for 30 minutes. We've actually already launched it. Great. I just had advertised and pushed it. We've had a few, and I've just given it to the coach. I said, hey, I'm going to put this in the system. I'm not going to sell it for you yet. This fall, I wanted to talk to you first, and this fall we'll launch this officially. But if you want to go out and see those clients, here's what's happened. What I'm noticing happening is Kirby's like our top coach. So Kirby, after class is over, she's you're staying because you're such a nice guy and helping her for 30 minutes anyway, learn her double unders. That's up to you if you want to give your time away like that for free and keep doing that for our members. I love it. Our members love it, and I love you for it. But it's always the thing. If you want to make money doing that, I put it in our system. It's 40 bucks. You can say, hey, how about this? How about you just put some time and come in 30 minutes before class one time, and we'll make this official. And uh, I, I'm, and I put it on them. You all sell it. You develop your own client base that way. And a couple of them have started that. So cool. Now, what's the split? Um, Forty bucks. I think I'm, I gave him uh, twenty five, and I took the rest. I took the fifteen. Okay. Okay. So twenty five divided by. So he gets sixty two percent. You get the remainder. Yeah. Again, and, if, and w- which is fine. Again, if it's it's like this. If you're not going to do any of the marketing, right. if McCall is not going to create any content for well, skill. Yeah, okay, yeah. so let's get it. She's not going to create any content. You're not yeah. going to create it in the back office. You're not going to have to, you know, someone you're, is not going to have to answer questions about it to schedule it with those people. If it's literally 100% ran, marketed, you know, videotaped everything by the trainers, yeah. then, then that's fine. I'll tell you this right now. If your trainers had that fucking gusto and that type A personality, they'd be on a fucking Skype call with me because they would have opened up their own fucking business. They don't. They are looking to work for you. This is where that 20 hours a week right. you're working in the business. For me, I'd like to see you take that profit margin. For them, I'd like to, again, I like 45%, 50%, whatever you want to do. I like 45% because I need you to factor in 20% for overhead in Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. 
And then I need the gym to make some money on it. Just a 30% margin is all I want the gym to make because I need this retained earnings, this number in the bank, continuing to climb and rise as you grow. You're very, um, you know, you've got, you, you pay well for your coaches, right? Like you're, you're very, I wouldn't say you're, you're not a greedy owner, that kind of thing, right. but you procured the interest. Those members are in the gym because of your branding, your $3,000 a year affiliation fee, your sign, your website, right? Yeah. These 30-minute skill sessions, when done right, like they crush before. Do you guys do the open? Is that like a thing at your gym? We do. Dude, if you, you have enough time now to practice getting good at it, you will fucking sell 40 to 50 of these fucking things before, during this five weeks of the open, and we will market it accordingly. Like, hey, don't let Castro fuck you on those muscle-ups and double-unders this week, blah, blah, blah. Like, you will do really well with it. But it's got to become a culture thing. It's got to become something that people see and they know is available. You know, I've talked about this before. No one ever bought knee sleeves at the gym or came in with knee sleeves until they saw the first person in your gym with knee sleeves. No one ever bought weightlifting shoes until they saw the first person with weightlifting shoes. Like, hey, did that help? They need to see people doing these things. Now, if they see your, if you give your coach the autonomy to be like, hey, whatever the fuck his name is, you want to do that with Sally after class on for, for free? That's on you. No, fuck that. Because he represents your brand. It needs to be paid. People need to see that that is a service that they can purchase. Otherwise, they're just going to wait for that one coach yeah. to get done and peg him for fucking free shit. You yeah. need to, don't be so loose with the reins. It is easier if you're walking 10 dogs to fucking grab the fucking leashes and hold them like this and then slowly and steadily let those leashes slide. It's easier to give them more control on the back end when they've figured it the fuck out. And right now what they need to figure out, their time, their knowledge is not fucking free. And when it's on your dime it's not fucking free either yeah, you're so, right yeah. so let's this additional revenue stream is going to blend into my next thing are you selling a good amount of personal training at the point of sale meaning i came in i contacted you i want to come in and check you out i tried out a class am i buying pt or am i just signing up for a membership yeah great great question and and so the answer is yes and that that, that that's i think the most successful thing we've ever done I did as a, you know, I got into the beginning of this journey of trying to be better and excellent. You know, one of the things I did is I, I did the whole Mad Lab inquiry. Oh thing. man, I, I love, dude, I love Pat. I love I what, I've never met Craig Patterson. I love what they're fucking doing. Yeah, so good. So I said, I didn't, I didn't know what you thought about it. Everyone has varying opinions on those guys. And in my opinion, after the guy didn't obviously sign on and, and, and join their, their consulting group. But the one thing I took out of them is the fundamentals, one-on-one -on -one personal training. So we actually require it. Yeah. Unless you're transferring in from another CrossFit gym, which probably half of our members have. We've done a pretty good job of eating away the good athletes out of the, uh, the shitty gyms around us. Unless you're transferring, or even maybe like an Iron Tribe or a boot camp, if I feel like they move well, maybe they're not great at snatching, but they know how to squat right. They know what a real push press looks like, a real wall ball. I'll let them join. When they those people join, we require they pay their first three months up front because I want some sort of a commitment from them. But everybody else is 100% required, no questions asked. If you're new to this, you have to go through our foundations program, which is eight. At our point of sale, we sell eight one-on-one -on -one personal training sessions. And that is $50 a session, so it's 400 bucks. Got out of the game. Great. And so when we launched that, that's been going on for about a year and a half now. Uh, I did the whole first free trial thing the yep. first year. And I, I was like, I, I was this is a, a – at first when your gym only has 30 members, it's not hard to do that because you, you've got a class with two people in it. So you can focus on Great, the yeah. So certainly since we did that, we've got a lot higher entry barrier now. It has slowed down our growth substantially. Um, but um, – and, and that's the one thing I want to talk to you about, like, you know, is you've talked to so many gym owners and know the industry so well is what is a, at a gym our size and our rate, 
normal for leads per week or for growth or for it's, and that's it. Five. Yeah. Five. If you five grew months. five memberships per month, that's what we're doing. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And totally here's good. why. I, we did. We just did the math a little bit ago. Thirty-five hundred square feet divided by the seventy-five to hundred square feet. There's only so many people you could fit in there. Gym owners who are constantly trying to run to this, like this. Again, it's the what do you bench of CrossFit business owning? How many members you got? And they're all chasing this three hundred number. It's I don't. It just. Yeah, it's like speeding on the highway when you know there's a fucking pile up down the road and you're gonna be sitting in traffic for thirty minutes. Like, what is your fucking hurry, dude? So. Five to seven is right where we're at. Okay, five to seven. And if you're getting 400 at the point of sale, that's phenomenal. Now, my question on efficiency there, and this is where I like what the Mad Labs guys do. They're doing exactly what I grew up doing in PT and Global Gym and what I've done with my gyms. I just sell personal training with CrossFit and we do it recurring. It just, like the fact that this is a notion that people like, that's genius. It, just, it, it blows me away because it's all I've ever known. But what I, what I think is very interesting is this. Are you able to sell, and this is, this is a big difference maker, the $400, the $400, the eight sessions, are they getting done all within a month? Or are they lasting two months? Are they lasting three? At what point does it become hybrid where they're paying for PT, at least maybe one every four to six weeks, and group? So let me ask you this. Yeah. Where has the lack of sales and is it in the ability to sell and the acumen there or, you know, for, okay, cool, Sally, you just got done with your eight sessions for 400. Good news is you're good to go to our group. It's only 175 a month. However, though, I know we're still working on that barbell, that gymnet, that pull up, that whatever. I'd like to get back with you at least once a month and do a 30 minute skill session. I'd like to just have a standing appointment where we go ahead and do that. You're going to find as you go in this, there's more and more movements that you're going to want some refinement on. And I think it'd be good for us to have a checkup, just 30 minute session, go over that stuff. When do you think that standing appointment, when's that good for you? You normally come in at 6.30 and Tuesdays. How about we do it at 6 p.m. on those days and then you can go right from our 30 minute skill sessions right in the class. How's that sound? You upsell them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So now you went from 175. Now you're getting an extra 40 bucks per month. Now you're getting to that $200 ACV I was talking about. Like gym owners are like, how does, there's no way gyms have a $245 a month ACV. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they fucking do. Yeah, Yeah, they fucking do. You just don't. You're, and it's so funny because you, because you came from the global gym. How many people did you see slap down? I mean, like hundreds, almost thousands of dollars for personal training. Like people sign up for $500 a month personal training programs. Like it's nothing. Like it's sure. absolutely nothing. It's there. It's the sales acumen. Do you? I mean, like, who does the sale? Who's the number one? Say you. Uh, and so that, and that's where I'm at now. The the majority of my time, this, I coach maybe seven hours a week. Yep. But um, I drive community and relationship. I love just hanging out there and talking to people about their life. That drives retention. Yep. They want to see me. But every initial consultation, we do initial consultation before this is done by me. Yeah. So I always take a time out of my day to meet someone whenever I can, and I do those. Yeah, you'll do that. I mean, I still do it. Like Isaac takes probably, I'd say like 20% of the consultations. I take the the rest. A, it's what I enjoy doing. There's two technician things I still like. I like the sales and I like writing programming. I just do. Um, yeah, so with that being said, that's something I'm always going to hold on to for the most part until Isaac starts, like we go month to month and talk shit to each other who closed more sales. When she starts beating me, I'll take a back seat and I'll, yeah, be, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll be a bench player. But yeah, yeah. Um, now let me ask you this. Who do you think, just, and this is a personality question, not like they actually have sold people, who would be the next best salesman in the building based on personality? Yeah, the, the, the coach, I'm our top coach, Kirby, would be. It's, it, he's the only, by the way, he's the only coach we have where I would say this is his 
real full-time job. I would have him start shadowing you on consultations. You've got to start developing them. You have to start developing them. Now, I know you probably get some walk-ins. Probably out of a month, you're saying you're when you were saying five to seven, is that how many you're closing or that's how many um, inquiries you're doing per month? Yeah, so it, it, this is this is the, one of the best questions that I wanted to take your take get your take on. Um, some of the walk-ins or um, the meetings, initial consultations I have, if I get them to sit down at the table with me and talk to me, maybe not at that meeting, but eventually I bet my closing percentage is near 100%. Awesome. It might take them two weeks. They might need to cancel their other gym membership or yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, Recently, you know, we did the whole thing. I thought I would try it with taking the price off the website because I thought it would drive more leads to us. People, more people, I would collect more people reaching out and asking the questions and get them in the door to explain that. But recently, I've seen a phenomenon that's bothered me, and that I get that email that that's all it is. Hey, just want to know what your prices are. Yeah, yeah. It's just an email, and I don't know what to do with that. I don't want to be a dick, and 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 because I know as a consumer, if I ask somebody that, I would just want them to give me the answer. Yeah. But in the yeah. back of my mind, if I just give them the answer and say, well, 175 bucks a month, I'll never hear from them again. Out of curiosity, did that stem from Globo Gym? Did that stem from your Mad Lab experience? Where did that stem from, taking the prices off the like, Where did that genesis? Or was that something you just made sense to you and nobody influenced you? So when we rebranded our company and took CrossFit out of our name and redid our website, we t- I said, let's take it off and let's see what happens. And so I think we have been getting more inquiries. I have noticed that these leads come in and I get a lot more of these and it's just that question. And, and, but probably they already know who we are. They've probably poked around our website. They know we're a CrossFit gym, focused on family. They just want to know our price. I'm just going to tell them the price. Every time I've done that, I've never heard from them again. Yeah. But every time someone walks in the door, meets one of our coaches, takes my card, calls me and says they want to meet up a consultation, or even if I talk to them on the phone and I can get them to the meeting, Almost always, I, it closes. So it's just the, so. The, here, here's my thoughts on this. And again, this is my Globo Gym, my Micro Gym, and now business consulting yeah. and seeing it all done. It all works. It all depends on the individual. It all depends on the execution. Remember, I'm a big fan. When my things will be on my fucking tombstone. It's not what yeah. you do. It's how and why you do it. It's not yeah. what. It's, are you putting the websites on? You're not. I got two gyms that do them, that do opposites. One has uh, prices. One doesn't. They're both rock star killing it because mm-hmm. the funnel works for them. So for example, you don't put prices on your website, which allows a lot more leads to inquire out of curiosity, right? Yeah. They're just curious. Now, are some of those leads now not exactly pre-qualified? Because some people, if they were to look at 175, they're like, fuck, there's no way I could have done Absolutely. that. And yeah. now it could be, a, and again, you, you might have more consultations that are just fucking dead leads. Like there's just no way the economics were ever going to work. They just weren't a good quality lead for you. Right. Whereas going with prices on the website, someone could see that and be like, nope, there's no way. Or here's the argument for taking them off. They look at it, they're like, 175, well, why the hell would I pay that? And then you have a gym owner who's like, well, but if I can get him into the consultation, I can talk it up and yeah. do that. Here's my thing is, and I've made some content on this, you can demonstrate value, but you can't dictate it. So they come in for a consultation, you tell them all the stuff you do. You ask them all the right questions, you give them all the right answers, you show them the class, they have a great first day experience, you make intimidation come down while success goes up, and you come down and close them, and in the buying moment, you got them. When I sold PD, we had a three-day right of rescission. You could cancel your personal training contract, and most, most states have this, a service contract, within three days. After we closed someone, we would always sweat bullets for three fucking days, hoping they wouldn't <laughs> cancel and have what they, you know, buyer's remorse. How many right. times have people gone to the car dealership, got all excited about that car, got behind it, they just picture themselves fucking cruising and fucking banging hot chicks in the back of their car. Like, they're just all excited what this car is going to do for their life. They buy it, and then they realize, holy fuck, how am I going to pay my rent now? I got this $400 a month. So 
That being said, I personally keep prices on the website as a pre-qualification, but I do it because of density and market evaluation. The gyms in my area all have prices on their website, and I'm the highest. Really? So, yes. And, I, and again, nominally, we're talking like 10 to $15. And that's when I took my prices off, because when we, cause at first, I was lower than all of them, so I'm like, yeah, I want people to see this if they're poking around looking for a new gym. But then you get the cheap leads. But when we went up and now we're slightly higher than, you know, I took an average of, I took the Iron Tribe, I took like all the gyms around us, there's yep. some of us, I took the average, it was like 162. So I was like, we're going to be 175. Yep. And so now that we're just slightly higher than some of them, I'm like, well, maybe we hide that, you know, but. Now, you know, and again, here's, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think your own experimentation works. I believe that you are going to, you know, from what sounds of it, the current experiment is, I took the prices off. I'm getting more people in for consultations, and I'm closing a lot more, a lot of them. Right? Is that the experiment? That's pretty much how it's playing out. I close them, but I feel like I'm not getting as many in for consultation, quite honestly. Because it's a quality over quantity thing. It is a depth versus width. Right? Yep. It's like the gym owner who's like, I've got twenty thousand Facebook followers on my business page. I'm like, cool. I'd rather see the gym owner who has ninety nine hundred and has conversations with them every time they comment. He has depth right. to his thing, not width. So for you, I again, more consultations is more time. You can't scale a, thir a, a 15 to 20 minute consultation plus the class, plus the closing. Like every person you dedicate, it's generally, it, in my book, it's around 90 minutes per consultation. I can't scale that, I can't get that time back. I'd rather have less. They're close the majority of them. So I think yeah. it's working. Not having prices on your website, this is an example for your gym and your marketing. You've done the due diligence to play with this. I think okay. it's working. I think you stick with it. Um, there's only certain gyms in some scenarios that I might give, this, give them the opposite advice and say, well, I think you should have the prices on your website because it works as a pre-qualifying factor for people who can't afford it. And here's the other thing too. You'll find the more affluent people that make more money are more recurring customers. Retention's higher. So, you know, as far as additional revenue streams, I, again, I think what we start doing is at the end of those eight sessions, you've got to have another closing. So you finished your eighth one and maybe you sit, cause I'm, you're not doing those PT sessions. One, like one of your coaches are you, that coach and the client sit down. How is she, yeah. and you're, and you're literally like the doctor and that she, he's the nurses, the PA, the physician assistant that they're the patient. Awesome. So how'd all our blood work come in? How do yeah. eight sessions go? What do you think we need to do from here? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think we're good to go. However, Sally, you, we both know this squad is still kind of a, it's a terror for us right now. I'd like to still see you at least once a month now for like the next couple months to see how that goes. Cool. Sally, what do you think about it? Yeah, I know I need to keep working on it. Okay. Uh, well, he's going to give you some homework to work on on Deja Not With Him and you still have the group class and we're obviously going to keep coaching you in group class, but let's set that up recurring. What's a good time for you guys? And then boom, now you have her on your hybrid membership. So now, you know, now it's the 175 plus the 40 and it's just recurring until yeah. she needs to tell you to put it on hold or put it off, whatever it may be. So think of it as a second closing after the eight sections. You all, when you all do this in your gym, yes. it's a big space I see. Do you struggle with finding, I mean, one day I would, you know, do you have a problem with this in your gym at all? Is your space just conducive to have a personal training area? So when I set up this space, my old space, I, I did my best to manipulate as possible. My space was always, I always think of designing fitness spaces that allow for group class to take up 70% of the space and private coaching to take up the remaining. Interesting. See, I wish I'd done that. What are you making per kid, per childcare effort? Or oh, it's, that, that's one you're going to shoot my ass out about yeah. because we don't charge for childcare. Oh, it's the first thing. I, I, we only offer it. We offer it for one class a week. And um, You got kids. And, and it started as a, as a thing for me. As yeah, like, hey, I as a, but my you know, kids while I'm working. So, yeah. Dogs 
and kids, the two things that people spend the most amount of their disposable yeah. income on. You have a babysitter? Yeah, sure. Using it? Yeah, well, how much do you pay her per hour? Yeah, like 15 bucks an hour. I mean, that's, I think, $10, like a, ten, a punch card or a recurring additional subscription, and it just maybe gets invoiced at the end. You just come in, we book you, and it just gets tacked on to the end. Like, you don't have to make a transaction every time you come in, but it's $10 no. per visit. I get it. It's just one of those things that I've just kind of put my foot down and said, this is what I'm going to be about from the beginning. We're the only gym in Atlanta that has free childcare. <laughs> yeah. And you, again, you, you, I'm telling you, man, it's it, for that ACV to get to 200 how many people utilize, how much of the percentage of the gym utilizes childcare, would you say? Five it's the same, you know, five, five moms, you know, every week and myself. So <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, like literally right now, there's literally right now, there's three things we could do. I could literally have you switch to ACH, save you $500 a month. I could have you instantly send an email out tonight saying you're charging $10 per care and you'd make an extra $1,000 per month. Yeah. Done. And I'd be like, one phone call, you made an extra $1,000 a month. Boom. My ROI is fucking this 1% and I'd use this as fucking content. But I'm telling you, it's on you. It's on the execution. Like these are business decisions you need to make as a business. So you're only in there 20 hours a week. I know you're not as, ch you can't be as chummy with everyone as you used to be on day one. Like you're, I need you to grow a little away from the business because you're up on top of the perch, the fucking life, you know, the life chair, looking out on the fucking horizon. You're not down in the fucking sand building sandcastles. I need right. you looking long term. Long term tells me you get rid of the credit card option or you keep it, but you tack the 3.1% onto it and yeah. you fucking, you charge for the childcare. Who do you, who do you pay to watch the kids? Yeah, we just trade out with one of the college girls for her free membership to do it. Great. So. You still do that and you do this. And boom. Now again, and, and, and you'll laugh at this. The other two days of the week, I, I watch the kids. It's my that's one of the things I do, and I, I I don't mind but it. But here's the thing: is I know you don't mind it. I know there's something I could be doing with your time ten times better. I want you to contact Goe Merchant or Wattify, whoever that is, compare yeah. the rates. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I I think you again. Here's the problem: you were asking. Fucking Chipotle didn't ask me if I wanted to pay an extra dollar ten for my extra chicken. They started importing more, I don't know, fucking grass-fed chickens from fucking wherever and charged me more money for it because I'm the end consumer. You got hit when you booked this call. PayPal, I use PayPal. PayPal hits me with like a 4% fucking fee. Your ass fucking paid for it because you're the end fucking consumer. That's how business works. All business, at least good businesses with profit margins that allow them to do the things that they got into this thing to do. Again, it's not that many people you're going to upset on this childcare thing. You could flip the switch on that and nobody's going to leave. No one would leave. But the ACH thing, you don't dimmer it. Like, is everyone okay with it? No, 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 you're not. Boom. This is it. You yeah. need to give us your ACH or incur the 3% charge. If you, you know, whichever one is fine. And then you just leave it out there. And then right. if no one gives you your ACH, that's fine. Just put 3.4% or 3.2%, whatever it is, additional onto their monthly draw. And no one will say shit. They won't say a thing. You got to, in my opinion, you have to fucking do that. That's an extra grand. Those two things are there make one thousand extra dollars to you per month. You know, the, that the, the only reason again we're not profitable. Yeah, you know, I told you the employee rate, and then just that I I'm a perfectionist and pursue excellence and and spend money probably that doesn't need to be spent just because I think it'll make something look nicer or be like, better. Give me a, <laughs> give me a quick example on that. Oh, I'll, I'll give you two easy. I'll give you a very simple, stupid example and a big one. Uh, when Rogue came out with those little foam roller dispensers, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of our foam rollers rolling all over the ground and looking like shit when people walk in and falling all off, off the shelves. 150 bucks for a foam roller dispenser that I can mount to the wall and it looks cool. Boom, it's done. 
And a big one, that'd be a very small trite one, but it made, to me, it looks better. And the big one would be like our bathrooms. Like, hey, our bathroom's only two years old. They were built brand new for my landlord, but they were done as cheaply as possible so he could save money. They were shitty. And this summer, uh, we did a huge remodel on the gym, and the lights were shitty too. And I was like, I'm going to put $10,000 into LED lights. I'm going to put you know, $2,000 into our bathrooms and get nice, you know, did the trim done, the beadboard, make it look nice and decoration here. None, neither one of those things I know, I'm a business guy. I came from business development. I know neither one of those things brought me a dime more revenue. Neither did the foam roller dispenser. I didn't get any new members because they walked in my bathrooms and saw how nice they were. Members were fine with the bathrooms. But I wasn't because I knew it, 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 it looked like other gyms that I came from and it was shitty. Well, you, know, you and me are so much alike. It's, it'd be so funny. You'll walk in the urban movement. You'll see two pairs. I've got my rogue foam roller dispensers on one side yeah. of the building, and the other one's there. And that's what I, was I, said, I think we think alike. Yeah. I think we think. The difference is you have a lot more money to do that stuff than I probably took money out of my. This summer I spent fourteen grand on this stuff. Yeah. So it was a decision I made. That guess what? I won't have to buy lights again for the rest of the time I'm in space. So I, I, never- I use big ass fans. They did my fans, <laughs> and they did the lights as well. And I'll tell you this right now, you know what I marketed it as, and you can create some cool marketing piece on this. Do you know how much better a fucking gym selfie looks under LEDs oh. versus halogens for those Thermal. chicks in there when they're taking their gym selfie? Right, right. It's athleisure. We all know it's about fashion, not fitness. Like those girls, when they come in, they're wearing their matching Lulu. I mean, those improvements that you made, I don't think those are wasteful efforts with your money in the least. I think it's that mentality that will enable you to succeed. If I can fucking turn off the bullshit, like your the, whatever reservations you have about raising the prices on childcare, about going to ACH, those other little things, you have the right mindset. Because you're right. Did any of that make you money immediately? No. But I'll tell you this right now. When Johnny, who bounces around and checks out CrossFit gyms, walks into yours, it's the little fucking things that matter. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. And I believe that we win in this game on the client experience. By doing a thousand things, one percent better. One percent better with lights. One percent better with bathrooms. Just you know, shitty. I so I, I'm I'm in Charleston, and I went to a gym yesterday, and I looked into, and I went to a handful of gyms. I'm here. Every fucking gym has the blue Lowe's buckets. Blue yeah, classic Lowe's buckets with like the chalk in them or the mobility. Everyone. Chalk, I bought the road chalk stands. I yeah, did it. We, we, but again, <laughs> I look around here. I'm like. Man, such basic bitch shit. Like every you couldn't fucking like go and buy like a nice like we have we have these metal tin buckets. They're six dollars. They're four dollars more than the Lowe's. But the Lowe's one, like it just looks crazy. It looks like my garage because right. I know client experience. It happens in be- here. It's not about anything that like they didn't get another muscle up because I bought that fucking bucket. But it's right. the client experience gets better. That is where I think your lens is very valuable because I think you see that client experience is an important thing. Now, if I can just match like the P&L structure with it and have you just start thinking, I'm going to chop off fucking gangrene limbs to improve my P&L, and then you'll be able to start really seeing the more money that's coming in. But you're making all these efforts on client experience, but then your actual P&L, the profitability on different aspects of your business, is just not high enough on some areas that it could be, again, it's a light switch. You could turn it on on some of those revenue streams you talked about on your ACH versus credit card and instantly be feeling 10 times better about spending that money on bathroom improvements, on fucking foam rollers, on LEDs. Good. Let's do it. Cool, Will. Any other questions for me? No. That's been, this has been great. I really appreciate your time. And Absolutely, uh, man. Everything I hope it would be so great. Very cool, Thanks. man. Awesome. Well, good talking with you.